Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, and thank you very much for joining me here. We've got a lot of different news to cover today. We've got um, we got AI news that is just forever changing. We've got some chip news. We've got uh, what else? We got we've got some mortgage news. We've got debt ceiling talks. We've got um, and some possible further rate hikes from the Fed that we really weren't planning on about. Uh, Two weeks ago, it was looking like it wasn't going to happen, and now you know things are kind of creeping up. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, quite a bit of news to cover. Hopefully, I can give you some of my insight as to what I'm thinking is going to happen out there, and uh, what the market is already doing to price in some of these potential rate hikes and debt ceiling problems. That uh, is just kind of like a ping pong match that we're watching right now. So, um, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump on in here. I guess first up, if you have not yet subscribed, uh, do uh, do that now so we don't uh, miss any future episodes here. And uh, if you could go ahead and share it, that would mean the world to me also. Uh, so yeah, first up, uh, let's take a look at what the Fed is potentially doing. Uh, I've heard a couple different Fed members saying that uh, you know it's not off the table yet to go ahead and raise one, two more times potentially to get this inflation number down. Uh, you know, we're not at that 2% target that we were really hoping for. We were thinking maybe, you know, with all the banking crisis, there's going to be a lagging effect. We will see, uh, you know, some of these numbers start to trend down and we don't want to overshoot it to where we're, you know, really putting a, a hurting on the economy. So, you know, we were at like 90, what, 95% saying we weren't going to get a rate hike. And now that number is down to 72.9% saying we will stay at uh, the five to five and a quarter uh, interest rate here on the uh, the Fed side of things. And now, you know, about 27% of people is saying, yeah, we're going to go up another quarter point at that June 14th meeting. So ultimately, we are still in kind of no man's land as to what we're really going to see happen. Uh, we knew that Powell had said it's going to be on a meeting to meeting basis as to what we really do going forward. And, uh, you know, that kind of uh, spurred a little bit of activity, people thinking that we were going to potentially get a rate hike. And then uh, I think Bollard came out and said, yeah, don't rule it out. Uh, and pretty much, you know, we really want to see this inflation number come down more. Um, you know, some different things in the economy were trending a little hotter than we uh, had anticipated. And, you know, we really want to make sure the job is done. Uh, and not simply just kind of, you know, let it go by the wayside with these rate hikes. So that is uh, definitely putting a little bit of a hurting on the market here today. Uh, as I'm recording, it's Wednesday afternoon. And uh, yeah, the Dow is down about 267 and NASDAQ's down about 99 points and the S&P's down 33, uh, sitting right around 4111. Uh, and uh I'm still comfortable with that number. We're kind of trading sideways. We're really not getting, uh, you knew, you know, too many really moves to the upside or downside. Really, just a sideways move along here for the S and P 500. I really do think we need some clarity on these uh, rate hikes, as well as the debt ceiling, and that seems to keep on lagging on. 
uh, you know, I believe it was Monday they came out and said, hey, we're making progress. And then, you know, it kind of fell apart. Uh, so I, it looked like to me that the market really, you know, traded down on that news. And uh, I mean, that's kind of to be expected. We've seen that happen a couple of times now where, you know, we've, we've kind of looked like we're going to have it all solved and we're going to avoid, uh, you know, the, this debt crunch. But uh, then, you know, it, it kind of turns again. So uh, I'm waiting for a little bit of clarity on these uh, two items. And uh, I think the market will respond positively to uh, to some good news on that debt ceiling talks. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're starting to price in the fact that we might get another rate hike already. So if we don't, uh, I do believe that the market is going to uh, respond to the upside and uh, we might just kind of trade sideways if we get another quarter point hike going forward. So, uh, you know, I guess that's kind of, you know, I guess common sense at this point. We've seen, what, 10 hikes at, at, at this point, and that's pretty much what's happened. And uh, I guess we really don't want to see, uh, you know, the market uh, really just get ahead of itself. And then, uh, you know, the Fed really have to pump the brakes again going forward. Uh, we want to get that job done. We want to get things under control and uh, kind of go from there. But um, yeah, now what else was I watching? One of the first things that I really wanted to take a look at here was Palantir. And uh, Palantir had a massive day on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, we really gapped up nicely here on the 22nd, we closed around 1150. And then I think we shot up almost to about 13, uh, 1342 that we hit yesterday. And now today we are down uh, around 3%, around uh, $12.24. So we did, uh, I guess, open the day a little bit lower than what we had closed at yesterday. We did have a nice gap back down. But uh, yeah, so we had a 13% move to the upside. We had then a 3% move down today. But uh, a lot of this was on the fact that um, ARK Invest was buying up Palantir shares. They were also buying Zoom, but uh, I was following Palantir a little bit closer. I don't own any Zoom. I do own Palantir. Uh, and again, Palantir said earlier at their last uh, earnings that they were going to be profitable for the whole year. And that was... Uh, earlier than anticipated. So a lot of people really got uh, uh, you know, excited about the fact that they're going to be making money. Uh, Alex Karp, the CEO, was kind of uh, you know, a loose cannon as to really what he wants out of this company. He really wants to make a, a solid company. But uh, a lot of the, the talk of being profitable and, and really having um, you know, the money side of it really wasn't his thing there for a while, it almost seemed like. So a lot of people were really uninterested in the fact they really didn't know where he was going to take it. I thought everyone really was leaning on him to make a great product. But uh, how were we going to get to that path of profitability? And now that we're going to get there, uh, it really looks like some other people are taking note. ARK Invest is coming in and buying up a a massive amount of shares. And then it really looked like the market went ahead and followed to get uh, that 13, 14% jump that we saw on Tuesday. So I'm still in the camp of uh, this is a long-term hold for me. Currently, the the analyst research shows that there is potentially a downside uh, for the 12-month outlook, about uh, 24 and a half percent. So, um, man, this this is a tough call. I, I think for me, um, I'll probably hold off. I probably own it higher than here uh, across the board in the accounts that I do hold some Palantir in. 
Uh, I did buy some lower when it was down in that, uh, what, $7, $8 range. I was buying some more. But uh, I would still like to average down, but uh, not after we've had this uh, this nice gap higher. I would probably let this one cool a few days before I even take a, a real solid look at uh, going ahead and buying any. But uh, for now, my position size is is decent, and uh, I really don't want to... Um, you know, really chase a stock that's run because we did have this uh, at the beginning of the month on the the fourth of May. We were sitting at seven dollars and thirty eight cents, so we've gone up, uh, you know, roughly fifty percent or more in uh, in a matter of a couple weeks here. So this is not one that I really want to chase, uh, but I did want to, uh, I guess, bring to light that um, you know, Ark Invest is seeing. Uh, that the company can be profitable. They wanted to buy some. And after that earnings, it looked like a lot of you know other people really got back into this one. They really wanted to load the boat. So I'm interested to see where this one goes. But uh, ultimately, right now, I am not buying any. But um, if it did come down, I, I would consider dollar cost averaging down. But uh, that's what I've got there for you. Um, but on the Zoom side of things, you know, let's take a look at Zoom. Let's see where they're going today. After uh, you know, it came out that they were being bought heavily by Ark Invest. Also, uh, yeah, down on the day about four percent, but uh, over the five day, we we had a nice little run up until um, Monday. It looks like we were at seventy one, and now we are sitting at sixty two ninety five. So I'm not too sure what happened to this one. Um, it looks like uh, it says a Kathy Woods arc buys the dip on Zoom, scooping up about $17.5 million in stock. Uh, but I'm not too sure why this one is dipping. Um, actually, it's probably something to do with earnings here, seeing that the next earnings date was 821. Uh, if you take three months off of that, uh, that should have been like the 21st or 22nd. And uh, let's see if there's any kind of news here as to what's going on with Zoom. But uh, yeah, Zoom's been a tough one. It's like it, it did great, you know, during the pandemic, everyone seemed to need, uh, you know, Zoom and uh, they were adding people left and right. And now everyone's kind of getting back to the office where we can visit with people in person and it doesn't really seem as necessary. So um, it was never really one that I was interested in. And uh, just for the fact that I would have been getting into it a little bit late, uh, it already had run into the pandemic, and then I just really didn't see any reason to get into it. Uh, I'm not seeing uh, the stock sold off 8% after the company's latest earnings report. Okay, so they had a rough quarter or guided down, something to that effect. And then uh, ARC also disclosed purchase of about $4 million worth of Palantir as well. Uh, so yeah, they're buying up both. Um, I, I like the uh, the play on Palantir. For Zoom, I just really don't know what the plan is with that company and really um, what the growth driver is going to be there. So I'm not really seeing it. It's not one that I want to bet the farm on. Uh, so it's it's one that I'm going to avoid personally right now. But uh, that's just my two cents there. Uh, Netflix, let's get over to that one. They have uh, officially start, started sending out those emails to US customers saying that, hey, uh, you're account is for you and your household. If you are sharing your password, we're going to crack down on it. And, uh, you know, they got a little bit of pushback a, a few months back saying this. Uh, they did that around the world. They were trying to really do a crackdown and get more users to join the platform, pay for their own account. 
And um, they definitely got pushed back from the U.S. So they postponed that. And now they are sending out those those emails. Uh, and it says that Netflix is to charge $8 per shared account in the U.S. So if you are sharing, it looks like you're going to be paying a little bit more. And uh, hopefully they can get some more users out of uh, the U.S. doing this. I'm sure that you know most people are sharing it with a another um, you know family member or friend or or whoever. And uh, I'm sure that after they really crack down on this, they're going to see some user growth going forward. So it makes sense uh, to really get the revenue that they need in order to provide the content that people are used to seeing out of Netflix. Now, man, this one, I believe this time last year or even into uh, June, we were looking at this one for the investing challenge. I could definitely take a look here, but uh, it was trading down heavily. Uh, yeah, week 18 last year, I had it on the investing challenge. And uh, looking at that, that would have been a great stock to add at that point in time. Uh, you know, in hindsight, if you had that uh, that knowledge now, we'd all be rich. But um, when I'm looking at the 52-week range here on E-Trade, uh, I do have a link in the description to, to get you going if you need some help out there uh, with an account. But um, yeah, uh, back on the, the 14th of June, we set a low of $164. And I mean, that might have been a little bit before uh, week 18. That would have put us somewhere in uh, in about the start of May. But, um, you know, so maybe we would have been a month early from timing that low. But we would have been pretty close. Uh, I can take a look at a... I'd have to go back to the five year to see where we actually were last May. Actually, this this drop from April to May is massive. Man, look at that. March 8th, we were at 374. And then by May 3rd, we were at 186. So we probably would have been somewhere around that 190, 200 mark. But, um, you know, it's really done well since then. And now, you know, rebounded up from that 164 from last June to 362 now. Uh, so, yeah, we would have uh, potentially bought a little bit early on that way down. And I don't really like catching a falling light knife like, you know, anyone else does. But um, I, I think this one probably made some sense to purchase at the low when everyone was really worried about where that user growth is going to come from. Um, you know, streaming has certainly been the, you know, the, the thing that uh, has has really taken off. Everyone was cutting the cord on cable. Everyone's been looking for streaming. Uh, I think after the pandemic, this one sold off on the fact that everyone was supposedly getting back out to life and we were all going to be outside, which, uh, you know, I, I guess happened for a little bit, but everyone eventually gets back inside and watches TV at night or does whatever. Uh, I don't, I think those old habits are hard to break. So um, probably would have been a good one to add. I don't think we actually have any of this in the investing challenge portfolio, but, um, it is one that uh, it, it makes sense on a lot of ways, more so than Zoom for me. I think more people are going to lean into that um, that streaming, the entertainment, and uh, I can certainly see people growing with Netflix. Uh, you know, trying to really have the uh, a one, two, three different streaming services that they really lean on, and I think Netflix is going to be the leader in that category. Uh, it's definitely hard to have you know fifteen different streaming platforms, so. 
Um, I, I think that uh, Netflix is a solid choice. The PE has come back down into the 40s. Uh, I think we're at like 41.90. And uh, I know that PE and the price to sales and everything got really stretched during the pandemic. Uh, you know, at the high, where were we? You know, if I look back into 21, we were at $679 in November. And then, like I said, uh, you know, six months later, we're into the 100s. That was a massive crash on Netflix. I think it uh, it got way ahead of itself in 21 and then came way oversold into uh, 22. So it would have made sense to get it at that low. But, um, you know, ultimately, I did not add any here. But uh, I think long term, this should be a uh, a solid company to really take a look at and uh, might be one that we re need to revisit here on an investing challenge. But uh, yeah, going forward, um, I was talking about the AI thing here. We've got uh, NVIDIA saying that they're going to be integrating their AI enterprise software into Microsoft Azure, a machine learning to help companies uh, accelerate their AI initiatives. So we've got this uh, this news out of NVIDIA again with uh, you know more AI talks. I, I think that's definitely going to help them. Uh, we really are seeing Microsoft's uh, ChatGPT or OpenAI's ChatGPT and Google really looking to be the first two. Elon is saying that, hey, I'd really love to see three different companies really lead the race in AI. And uh, we'll ultimately see what's going to happen there. But... Um, uh, yeah, we've also got uh, Apple. What were they doing here? Uh, they are confirming a keynote for their developers. They are unveiling some new VR, AR headsets. And what are they doing? Uh, I knew there was something else here on Apple. Um, I might have to pull up uh, another news piece here. But uh, yeah, AMD, they, they've announced a new line of their uh, Ryzen and uh, Athlon 7020 C-series processors for their Chromebooks. So they are still looking to uh, build that, that, that lineup of chips. Uh, we've got uh, Facebook. We've got uh, Meta News. We've got, uh, they had acquired Giphy, the, uh, the GIF um, company, back in 2020 for $400 million. Well, that uh, kind of failed, kind of flopped for them. And now they are going to be selling that uh, to Shutterstock for $53 million. So, you know, a small $347 million loss on that Giphy purchase from 2020. And uh, yeah, we talked Netflix. Where is this Apple? Yep, Apple, they signed a multi-billion dollar deal with Broadcom, uh, ticker AVGO, to make components in the U.S. So ultimately, we will see what happens there. Uh, I am long both of those. Broadcom has been a very silent winner. Um, it has definitely been one that uh, keeps moving higher. And man, the PE is still not getting stretched. Their their earnings look pretty solid. Uh, I've definitely, you know, grown with this company. Um, on the on the fifty two week chart here, we've got a low back in October at four fifteen, and now we're sitting at a six seventy nine. Uh, they set the high yesterday at 698, but uh, this is just one. It's still got a 23 times PE, still about a 2.7% dividend yield. A uh, little bit of upside here, but it is just one that I do not want to bet against. And the fact that uh, Apple is getting involved with them, uh, I definitely think that that is solid news for Broadcom. In the fact that the components are going to be made in the U.S. should help any kind of supply chain problems going forward 
uh, for Apple. So I think that's a win-win. Uh, and the fact that I own both of them, I'm, I'm happy with that. So uh, what else we got? We've got uh, Google uh, owned Waymo and Uber announced a new multi-year partnership that will see some of Waymo's autonomous vehicle technology, uh, their vehicle tech join Uber's platform. So we will see what happens there with uh, autonomous vehicles. Uh, would you be comfortable getting into a robot-driven taxi? Uh, I, I'm not there yet, but uh, you know, in time, I think we'll uh, eventually be there. But uh, definitely scary to hop in a you know driverless taxi. I guess it's sometimes scary to hop in one with a driver. So what could be worse, right? Um, yeah, Jeffries, they did come out and raise their uh, price target on Microsoft up to 400 from uh, 350, and it's still a buy. And, uh, you know, Microsoft and Google are definitely uh, seem to be leading the race. Microsoft sitting at 314. And, uh, yeah, they just got that that upgrade to 400. That's about 27% of upside here on Microsoft at that high uh, from Jeffries. And uh, you, you really got to pay attention to these uh, all these analysts here and, and really what their thoughts are. But uh, Google, uh, the, the price target from Jeffries, on Google went from 130 to 150. Uh, still a buy from Jeffries as well. So uh, which one we got more upside on? I'm going to bet Google. We've only got 4.79% on Microsoft. Google, eh, only 8.2. So that's uh, definitely closed the gap after they moved up uh, a couple weeks ago here. But uh, still one that I am bullish on for sure is going to be uh, Google. I still think that that one is undervalued currently uh microsoft has definitely had a, a nice run um man that's they're, they're both just powerhouses of stocks uh, powerhouses of companies so uh, i'm definitely bullish on those i still like amazon those are definitely catching my eye uh I'm still watching some different bank stocks uh yeah amazon's about 16 percent of upside but um yeah i guess i can run through that real quick i did add uh some more mpw some bank of america and I think I bought some more end phase for my IRA. So those are the only small moves that I did there. And then for the investing challenge, I went ahead and purchased uh, Deer. So the ticker DE, we did go ahead and purchase that. And uh, I thank you guys for voting for the investing challenge over there on Facebook uh, at Let It Grow. The link is in the description. And uh, yeah, Deer has more upside than those uh, previously three mentioned tech companies. It's still sitting at 25.3% of upside on John Deere, ticker DE. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and uh, talk some investing challenge and what stocks I'm looking at this week and why I'm looking at them. So stick around. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. And uh, I did mention earlier that um, I wanted to talk about the mortgage rates in the US and they did just creep up to 7.01% on average for a 30-year fixed mortgage and that is a uh, definitely rough coming off of some of those 2 3% uh you know 30-year interest rates you know probably about 24 months ago and uh definitely making it more expensive to buy a house although uh house prices have cooled off a little bit but um what else was there? Yeah, uh, Deer. We did have a debt raise that I was not paying attention to. And um, how much was that for? I did just look at it. Yeah, they just filed to raise about $36 billion by selling debt through their subsidiary, John Deere Financial. So that will uh, uh, affect the stock price as well. So we'll see what that does. 
and really why they're looking to raise uh, $36 billion. I'm going to have to do some digging on that one, but uh, I'll definitely take a look as to what's going on there and get back to you with that. But uh, yeah, if you could go ahead and uh, subscribe and share, that definitely means the world to me. If you want to go a little bit further and uh, help support the podcast, you could do that in the link in the description as well. Um, and then going forward, yeah, we've got uh, five different stocks for week 22. And that is really what we do around here. We try to follow the stocks that really seem to make sense in this market at, at this given time. And uh, that means, you know, buying Netflix when it's, you know, trying to find a low. That also means looking for some tech names, uh, you know, over the winter when some of those were hitting new lows and no one really wanted those, you know, NVIDIA, uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, all of those. Uh, so we really try to identify which ones make sense. Uh, you know, they get into some oversold position for one reason or another. And then, you know, for me, I like buying stocks that have been undervalued and uh, they still have, you know, great profitability. They have a lot of good prospects going forward. They're just kind of out of flavor that given week or that given month. That is really what we're trying to do on a lot of these different uh, episodes and a lot of these different stocks is identify stocks that look to be at a sale price for one reason or another. Uh, I generally don't like to buy stocks after they've run, you know, 20 to, you know, 60%. It's definitely tough. Uh, we've seen that, uh, you know, with Microsoft and I probably would have added a little bit more, but, um, you know, this one has run so massively that it's, uh, it's hard to really know if it's going to have a pause and a cooling, uh, like I would have thought that it would have had, but you know, now it is sitting about a hundred, yeah, about a hundred dollars higher than where it was in November. Uh, PE is still in that you know mid thirties range. It's sitting at thirty four. I still think it's a great company, but um, I would just personally like this one to cool. Uh, so I'm not really chasing it. But um, so I guess that uh, is kind of where I'm coming from with some of these different names that I'm going to be talking about this week. Now, uh, this one is actually trading still near the high. But uh, actually, the PE is higher than Microsoft. But uh, it is a company that is really con uh, concerned about their dividend. And that name is Cintas. Um, Cintas ticker is CTAS. Now, I was looking at this one as a lot of people are really concerned about layoffs. Uh, you know, layoffs has been the talk of the town. Um, you know, we were really looking to get rid of a lot of different positions, cut costs wherever we could. But, um, you know, a lot of these different uh, payroll uh, surveys and things like that that are coming out are showing us that there are more non-farm jobs coming back. And I was thinking that Cintas should be a beneficiary of that employment, you know, uh, kind of swing that, you know, one side of the market is doing one thing and the other side, you know, quietly we are adding jobs. But um, Cintas is sitting at 461 per share. That, uh, that PE is sitting around 37. We've got a 1% dividend, but uh, this stock has a very nice five-year chart. When we look at, uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice climb higher uh, with the exception of uh, March of 2020, but that's on pretty much every stock. So it is a nice, uh, you know, up and to the right, like we like to see as investors. So I definitely think that uh, Cintas is going to continue to grow. Uh, originally, I thought that this one was really going to benefit from some of these trends in the market with employment. 
uh, the fact that we were thinking that this one is going to go down. Um, as far as you know, how many people are going to be employed if we hit our hard landing, this could come crashing down. We really got to see a lot of mass layoffs. Uh, I do believe that Centos is going to get hurt on that news. But um, I still think that the, the overall trend right now is there to show that uh, we are going to have more employment and uh, people returning back to the office for all those linens and all that they do uh, should be a strong company going forward. And I think they upped their dividend last year in the 20 or 30% range, which is uh, which is massive. I definitely like to see that as an investor that is looking for those dividends also. A company that the, the share price grows and that dividend grows. That means a lot to me on both ends there. So number two uh, was going to be a travel stock. And we uh, we had definitely talked about... Uh, you know, the airlines and how many problems they were really having uh, and maybe some other ways to get some exposure to the big trend of, um, you know, the travel. And uh, I guess Memorial Day is this weekend in the U.S. and it is supposed to be one of the busiest uh, Memorial Days for travel in the U.S. history. So uh, I'm definitely thinking that uh, a lot of people are going to be staying at Airbnbs. Uh, I will. Uh, and I'm thinking more people are going to be traveling using, uh, you know, a whole home or a, a rental like this rather than staying in a hotel for some different experiences. I think it's one of those things that's coming out of the pandemic that actually is going to stay around. Uh, not to say that Zoom video is going to disappear, but I don't believe that uh, we're going to continue to add more and more users to Zoom that are really active. Right. I think that's going to kind of trend down. We will use it. But uh, I, I don't think we're adding as many as, uh, you know, what we were going to see through the pandemic. Uh, so I definitely think that Airbnb could be a, a, a nice stock to add. We've uh, we've definitely come down over the, the five year chart here. And uh, the P.E. is uh, sitting at a thirty five forty. Um, and I think that is probably more in line with a, a growth company that uh, Airbnb is going to uh, really be categorized as. And um uh, you know, the price to sale is probably coming down as well. I'm not looking at that chart right now, but uh, seeing, you know, some of these uh, these growth trends kind of cool and uh, the PE kind of coming into a spot where I can actually really value it as a profitable uh, growth company and uh, really see some kind of trajectory for this one to kind of turn things around, not be so overvalued and really kind of just kind of churn out more uh, revenue going forward. So that's number two, Airbnb, ticker ABNB. And like I said before, you can vote for any of these on the Let It Grow Investing group on Facebook. And uh, we will be adding $200 worth of whatever stock that the group picks to our Webull portfolio. So that link is in the description. Also, if you need help getting going, you can use the Webull link. Uh, you can be doing fractional shares over there or automatic investing to really uh, you know, dollar cost average into a portfolio or into a position. So that's definitely helpful. Uh, number three was PayPal. And uh, PayPal, actually, I just saw some new news on PayPal that their Venmo uh, unit is going to be adding teen accounts uh, to the platform. So that uh, is kind of interesting. I I'd like to see where that's going to go. I, I don't know if it's going to be like a savings thing, more, uh, you know, online kind of banking or, you know, things for, uh, you know, teens to really start with the platform and kind of grow into it. 
Uh, I'm not too sure what that is yet, but uh, the the PE on on PayPal has come way down. A lot of that is for their transaction types, the fact that they are going to be doing uh, more on the the transactional side rather than using the uh, the PayPal network. They're going to be using your PayPal login to complete a transaction at another uh, store or another retailer. So maybe not as much peer to peer where they're going to be making a little bit more money. Um, or, you know, from a, a small business standpoint where they're going to charge higher fees to use their service, but um, where they're going to be using those transactions will be less margin, but they did guide higher on the fact that they're going to be doing more business. So uh, kind of the Walmart model, right? You're going to be doing, uh, you know, pennies, uh, but you're going to be selling things, you know, for a smaller portion, but you're going to be selling millions of them. So I, I definitely like that uh, they were able to guide higher. I don't like that their margin had to come down in order to do that. But uh, at the same time, there is a lot of competition in this group. I know Apple Pay is continuing to grow. There's some other newcomers that are coming out uh, that are really going to be uh, tough competition for PayPal. But uh, the fact that the uh, the guide was higher, it sold off massively on this last earnings report. Uh, I think that might be a little overblown, um, but I've been in this one for a long time, and this would be a further dollar cost average lower for me. And uh, man, it, it's been tough. It's definitely been a tough stock to own, but um, the the fact that the PE is at a tolerable margin, the uh, the growth still looks like it's there. The guide was higher. Man, I, I really want to believe that this one is going to turn something around here and really get to a point where we can see some gains from a, a low here at 61.71. We set a low of $60.40 on May 17th. The uh the guide here from the analysts, we've got uh about 57% of upside for an average price target of 9704 and that's from 27 different analysts. Uh, so, man, I, I really want to see this one win. It's definitely been a, a black eye on my portfolio for a while. And, man, I, I'd really like to see this one turn around and really become a success and uh, do something with all the information on all the accounts that, that they do have. It uh, certainly has been a long time coming. So uh, that's number three. PayPal ticker is PYPL. Number four is Blackstone. And uh, Blackstone is definitely one that uh, is in that financial space and uh, a lot of advisory assets under management. Uh, they did have some problems with uh, people trying to sell out, get their money uh, uh, with all the bank runs, with all the problems uh, in the investing space. People were looking to get their assets out of Blackstone. They've hit the limit uh, as to how much people could actually withdraw in a quarter, I think three or four quarters in a row now. But um Man, I, I gotta think that this one starts to get uh, back into some some solid footing here. We are sitting at eighty two eighty four. I think I said uh, back, man. I think in the seventies, um, back in like the the winter time frame that I wanted to be buying more of this one, and I have bought some more. And uh, the dividends that they pay me have bought some more as well. I've uh, been able to you know, continue to average in with that dividend reinvestment program or drip turned on for ticker BX. And um, it's definitely one that I think uh, people are going to start depositing more money back into uh, for them to manage more assets for, uh, you know, for commercial or for uh, 
you know, individuals looking to have someone manage their funds. Uh, you're starting with about a 4.6% dividend. We've got about 22% of upside. Uh, I've been in this one for quite some time. It's one of my uh, oldest stocks that I've actually owned. Uh, yeah, about 21% of upside. So definitely uh, one that I believe is going to do well for us. Uh, I think we're buying at a spot where it's, uh, I mean, yes, we could probably retest some of those 70 you know, uh, dollar lows. But uh, at 82.89, I feel comfortable adding back to, into this one, getting some dividend and uh, kind of sitting to, to see what this one does going forward. And uh, I, I'm comfortable with it. If you guys want to uh, go ahead and add this one to the portfolio, uh, you know, just uh, go ahead and vote this one up. Uh, so that is number four. Number five, this one is a way to get into some EV plays without buying an EV maker. Uh, and that name is Freeport MacMoran, and the ticker is FCX. They are a metal and mining company, and uh, most of what they do is copper. They do some gold, they do some refining, but copper is kind of their thing. So uh, PE sitting at 19. We've got a quarterly dividend of 1.73%. And um, yeah, I definitely think that copper is uh, one of those needed elements of all things electrical and especially in all the, the batteries and all the charging. And if that network's really going to get built out, my thought is, well, Freeport really stands to do better. Uh, they're trading down about 4.5% today. And uh, I definitely think that this one should start to uh, rebound as that demand for EVs comes back. We've still got all that infrastructure to build out as far as the charging stations and uh, all the electrical to get to those charging stations. We've still got uh, a lot of uh, people pushing for EVs. So this one's got about 40.5% of upside. Uh, the average price target's about 46.50. And it's just one that I think people might be sleeping on um, for a number of different reasons out there. But uh, I think going forward, if we're really gonna you know, electrify the world and EVs are gonna be the way to go, I believe that free... Freeport MacMoran should be, uh, you know, another beneficiary of what is going on out there. And um, one that I would feel comfortable buying into at this price at $33.11. So that's the uh, that's the five I got for you guys this week. We've got uh, Cintas. The ticker is CTAS. We've got Airbnb, ABNB. We've got PayPal, PYPL. We've got Blackstone. The ticker is BX and Freeport MacMoran, which is FCX. Uh, I will be traveling this weekend, uh, as I said before, going to uh, an Airbnb. I will be going back to the Indy 500. I will try to get an episode out to you guys for Monday, uh, which uh, I guess could potentially be Tuesday too. The, the market's going to be closed in the U.S. on Monday. But uh, having a safe weekend, I will try to get uh, all that information to you guys. And uh, I will catch you in the next one. So have a safe holiday weekend and I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. 
I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.